plenty of mental and emotional challenges faced by everyone. Today, on the Bomberos on Fire podcast, we delve deep into the heart of this issue. My name is Armando, and today we're shedding light on a topic that's close to our heart, mental health. Not just in the firefighting community, but also to everyone else because everyone has a bone in this fight. It's a conversation that long overdue. We'll be discussing the unique challenges we face, sharing personal stories, and exploring ways to improve our mental well-being. With insights from experts, personal testimony, and actionable strategies, we aim to ignite a conversation that can make a difference. Because just as we fight fires, prepare people, and work in a stressful environment, we must also combat the internal struggles that many of us face. This is not just for firefighters, but everyone else living on this planet. Together, we can build a community of support, understanding, and healing. Join us as we journey through the art of conversation, seeking light and hope for everyone. Be safe. Welcome. Good morning, people. My name is Armando. I'm from Fire Rescue Group and Bomberos on Fire Podcast. And I'm here with the, the pleasure and uh, humble about with, being with this person over here, an expert. And I'm really passionate about this subject. Um, but before we start, I want to say hi and thank you for listeners around the world. Uh, now I have people from Poland, which I'm happy. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> dobry, dobry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And uh, it's, it's been a journey for me the past couple of weeks, but uh, we finally made it happen. From Fire Rescue 1 CBD, John, please, the floor is yours. Introduce yourself. What do you do? And we can start from there. Yeah, Armando, thank you so much for having me, man. Um, this is an absolute pleasure. I love talking about this stuff. And i um, glad you got the uh, international flavor going uh, strong. You know, you got everybody oh, everywhere. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, yeah, John Vogt. Um, Rescue One CBD founder and uh, firefighter with uh, about 15 years on. Um, recently got promoted to captain, and I'm um, in South Florida, a little bit south of you, brother. And um, yeah. oh yeah, been there my whole career. Um, I love it. It's the best job in the world. I'm second generation mm-hmm. firefighter. My mother is a um, captain with the Palm Beach County Fire Department near me. Oh. And um, she's my inspiration for getting in the fire service and kind of showed me the way. Um, started Rescue on CBD three years ago. Um, the short and sweet version is we make CBD safe for firefighters. We've had thousands of firefighters take our products at zero failed drug tests. That's what we're most proud of. So we, uh, we, we want to deliver all the benefits of CBD without having the negative side that obviously everybody's worried about, you know, failing a drug test. So we, we, we work really hard to, um, to make sure that we have pure stuff. And, um, you know, I'm also a very strong advocate for research into CBD and, um, we're working on, uh, getting some of that done so we can present info to the IFF, uh, as well as, you know, uh, going and, and advocating to other fire departments, you know, helping them with policy, going to FDIC and, and, uh, being there every year and trying to get the word out and things like that. So those are, um, those are my two biggest passions is the fire service and uh and that um you know little stuff i um i uh i'm also a bagpiper i saw you uh on your podcast recently. really you had uh yeah yeah you had um <laughs> one of your guys from reedy creek that uh i i believe i've met him before um and i was just at uh the national fallen firefighters memorial in Colorado springs i know there was a bunch yes. of reedy creek bagpipers there i met i met several of them um pretty cool um so uh, I'm sure I've run into him at some point. There's not that many of us. So like we all yes. play together. We all meet each other eventually. I've been playing for 10 years. Um, so I know, I've, I know I've played with him before. Um, and, um, and I run our cadet program at my fire department. Um, so I, that's my third job that I absolutely love. You got, so, you got three jobs. Yeah. And, and they're awesome, oh man. God. I'm a very blessed guy that I get to do all that stuff. Um, you know, I, I'm very proud of, of all the stuff that I get to be a part of. And I just want to do do the best I can with each one of those. So that's me. Yeah. And, and you're doing a great job, uh, uh, Captain. Congrats. Thanks, that's Thank not you. easy. Thank that's you. not easy. Uh, 
I didn't know you knew the Puerto Rican bagpiper, Jose. That's actually awesome. The worst is I'm, small. I'm half Puerto Rican, so very small. Oh, there you go. <laughs> so, there, how many How many Puerto Rican or half Puerto Rican bagpipers do you think there are? There can't be that many. Now Especially I know two. Fire service. Now, you now know two, I know bro. two. That's Man. it. <laughs> the statistics are pretty high, I guess. I don't know. Oh, I'll, I'll talk to him. He'll want to come back to the podcast now. I'm pretty sure he wants to. Um, he's probably, he's yeah, probably and, better and, than me. And, but. Yeah, that's, that's, that's awesome. That's really cool. Yeah. <laughs> Small world. <laughs> Small and, uh, so you basically taking care of the people joining the brand new firefighters coming to the service and the cadet program and just mold them to be better, which is come along with CBD and mental health and uh, everything that you're doing so far and, and putting the firefighter legacy and traditions up because bikepiping is a tradition for us for many, many years. I don't know how many years. I'm not that expert on that, but I love the music. They love it in Poland, by the way. Uh, yeah. So you guys have yeah. a fan in Europe. I noticed nice. that. Everybody asking for the same. The <laughs> guy's like, hey, uh, piping, piping? Like, piping what? It's specific, bro. That's <laughs> like, smoking a pipe? Like, what pipe? Yeah, I'm from Florida, so uh, piping for me is different <laughs> meaning. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah so uh, talking about the CBD, like I said, you have an uphill battle uh, because it's hard to change people's mentality mm. and perception. It's, it's, uh, when I talk about it, at least what I work, people get like kind of, they like it, but they don't want to say it. Yeah, exactly. Like on, in, the, in the closet, kind of like, yeah, yeah, I love it. But I said, bro, just, just, just go go to a doctor get your prescription get your license and then uh and just be be open about it like the more right. we talk about it to me is better right yeah, i agree and, and it's it's a hard thing because um i i understand where the mentality is i i get it um man how long has it been since we've had this um marijuana is bad thing you know and and we've had <sighs> a very very um negative view of it for mm -hmm. ever i'm 35 you know i grew up uh, with the D.A.R.E. program in middle school, like THC is a gateway drug. Marijuana is a gateway drug. It's going to lead to your death. You know, like that's basically what they yeah. taught us when I was younger. So it was always very like um, hard to, to, to think that when I started this, it was hard to, to think that I'm going against that mentality. That's what I'm fighting against. So, yes, it is. It is hard, but I don't blame people for thinking like that because it's been yeah. beat into our heads for for decades. So. Yeah, exactly. Um, I just want to, I just want everybody to understand that I'm, I'm, I'm an advocate for medical marijuana. I totally believe that it's, it's got its indications and that it, it can provide its benefits. I also want people to know that, that CBD isn't made from marijuana. It's not the same thing. So like a lot of people think, yes, CBD is weed, you know, and, and it's, it's just not. Um, so it's, it's totally, it's made from a totally different plant and has totally different effects. Um, and you know, that's part of the education too. So, so what, what plant the CBD comes from? Can you explain that to people that also know to listen to the podcast yes. somewhere around the world? Yeah. Uh, marijuana is the cannabis plant, but there mm -hmm. are many different species of cannabis and the, the one that we make CBD from, you know, what classifies cannabis as hemp is if it's cannabis sativa and if it has less than 0.3% THC by weight. So they can grow this cannabis sativa plant and the flowers that grow off of it are what we extract all the CBD out of. Up to 40% uh -huh. of that flower can be pure CBD. So, you know, you grow, um, you know, um, a kilogram of flowers, you can get you know, uh, point, you get almost half a kilogram of, of CBD um, out of CBD. it. So there's, there's, there's all of this extraction that happens, but there's a small amount of THC in there, like 0.3%. And so my job is to extract the CBD out of the flower and keep that and get rid of all the THC. Um, so it is still made from a type of cannabis plant, but it's not marijuana. It's cannabis sativa with 0.3% THC or less. So there's the big difference is that if you took a hemp plant right out of the field and smoked it, you wouldn't get high. You know, it might look oh, really? and smell exactly like a marijuana plant, but there's relatively little or no THC in there compared to marijuana, which if you smoke marijuana, you know, you'll get, you'll get very intoxicated. Uh, oh, and, yeah. and hemp doesn't produce that. It's, 
you know, it's what they make rope out of and like, you know, yes. um, textiles and things. Uh, and in our case, it happens to be the, the, the most efficient way to get CBD out of, out of a plant because you can get CBD out of marijuana, but there's almost no CBD in most marijuana strains. There's very, very, very little. So it's mostly THC, which gets yes. you really high. So you would have to extract several times more. Uh, you would need several times more plants of marijuana to get the same amount of CBD than just using hemp. So it's that's the other thing that we. That's why we use it that way is because it's just more cost effective. I would I would need a whole field of marijuana to get the same amount of CBD mm -hmm. that I just need like an acre to get out of out of out really of, out of hemp. Yeah, uh, yeah. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, the yield is very different. So hemp is like almost forty percent pure CBD. Marijuana is only like one or two percent CBD. You know, so you would need like in some cases forty times the amount of weight of marijuana to get. Exactly. You know, and species vary. Vary. You know, like you can get some marijuana that has different blends of stuff. You know, you can get way way higher CBD if it's made for that. This is where all the funny names come from from marijuana. So you can have ones that are like sour diesel or. Uh, OG Kush or like Pineapple Express, all that stuff. Those actually mean something. Those are those are strains oh, wow. that have different percentages of cannabinoids like CBD and THC in it. So it's a funny name, but they actually do have a purpose and a meaning behind them. Um, so Charlotte's Web, very popular CBD company, is a strain of hemp um, that they patented. And uh, so Charlotte's Web is an actual strain, and it's very, very, very high CBD and almost no THC. Wow, I really didn't know that you you extract your CBD from hemp. Yes, I thought it was coming from the plant, like the marijuana plant. So yeah, that that's actually make it even cleaner and most effective mm -hmm. for us that we work on the on this field. Yeah, we need to be awake and you know alert. You know how it is. Uh, three o'clock in the morning, clock uh, right. call for driving in the middle of the highway. Exactly. That's actually yeah. interesting. That's actually interesting. And and about the law, I know you're also fighting, or not fighting, you're trying to push that to approve of the IFF. How does how stuff going? How how the process have to go and, and how are you doing on that process? It's a it's a weird process. The IFF is very from 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 people I've spoken to um in the IFF as far as national leadership, um, they're very open to it. I mean, the IFF hmm. um is uh, uh you know, just to give you an example, um, Stephanie White is someone who writes for fire engineering. She's a firefighter in Fairfax mm -hmm. County, Virginia, and she writes uh, policy. Uh, she writes articles for fire engineering and has a podcast, the Five After Midnight podcast, where she talks a lot about um, newer stuff with, you know, being um, proactive about wellness, including mental health. But she yeah. has a big thing uh, on her podcast about medical marijuana. and. Um, you know, the IFF actually, the director of research has approached her directly to say, hey, we need we need your help to help us write a toolkit for policy so that other fire departments can use this thing that you create to help them bring marijuana into their fire departments. That's wow. how proactive they are with it. Now, it's not it's not like they're trying to say we're going to make a policy next year that says all fire departments are allowed to use marijuana, but they're saying if you guys are going to um, start making this step to, to get it into your department, let's get a toolkit in place that you can use. And so she's going to write this framework that allows fire departments to say, like, if I wanted to create a policy for medical marijuana, here are the steps that I would take. And the fact that they are asking her to do that so that they can yeah. do this for other fire departments, I think says how committed they are to it. But also, yeah. um, you know, they, they have, um, used the city of Pittsburgh fire department, local one, they have medical marijuana. They've had it for six years and, uh, they use them as a, as a case study and as an example to say, look at these guys, they used marijuana for the last six years. Their, um, driving accidents didn't get any worse. They actually got a little better. Their sick time oh. went down. Their EAP calls went down. Their oh, wow. guys getting in trouble off duty, like for, uh, with the law went down. I mean, they have a significant increase in all the things that you want to increase. You know, they had all the yeah. good things go up and all the bad things went down. And so, yes. um, you know, it's not, I'm not saying that marijuana did that, but I am saying it didn't make it worse. Like it's not, it's not this uh, nightmare that everybody thinks. And, and, you know, when you talk to your chiefs and policymakers, they think as soon as we let this stuff happen, it's going to, uh, 
unleash yeah. all these problems. And in reality, you know, the biggest case study we have, it hasn't shown to do that. The New York City Fire Department allowed marijuana also. Um, yes, so the battle is not, I believe, and, and I'm not saying that CBD and marijuana are the same thing, but a lot of times people put the two together because mm-hmm. uh, they, they, they do come from uh, the, the parent cannabis plant, but hemp versus marijuana, whatever. But the yeah. battle is still uh, one and the same, like you're saying. It's not with the IFF leadership. It's with the individual, um, you know, like the fire chief, the firefighter, the captain, you know, the person yes. who uh, believes that this stuff is, um, you know, marijuana or that it's uh, it's bad for you or, or whatever else, um, or that you can't make it properly to pass a drug test. So it's it's really interesting, man, because I feel like there's two battles, right? There's one that's mm-hmm. going really, really well with you know, the leadership and, and up high. And then there's the individual where it's like hit or miss. You know, when I go to FDIC and I'm standing at the booth, um, I see 50,000 people walk by. The majority of them walk by and they look at me and they're like, they're like shaking their head. I'm like, you have any questions, you know? And they're like, just like angry with me. They don't even want to talk to me. And then there's some people that come by and they're like, man, this is amazing. I, I've always wanted to try CBD, but I didn't know that you can make it safe for the job. And, uh, so it's, it's, it's weird. I, I don't try, I try not to worry about all the negative stuff. I just focus on the positives. It's hard yeah, to do sometimes, to. but overall I would say it's going great, man, because if the business is any indication of, of how we're doing, I mean, we've grown the last three years, so mm-hmm. it can't be bad. Like, you know, yeah. people are doing it right. Yeah. You're doing something good. It's like you said, it's nothing going bad. So, uh, Talking about that mentality, I I saw that too on my travels. That the old mentality of the old times that they don't want to adapt to the change or at least embrace it is is hard to break. Those bad those habits yeah. are bad yeah. to break. And I feel you when people passing by with with a mean look or you know salty. Why are you doing this? Destroying the fire service? No, you're not. You you're helping way better sometimes, especially with mental health. Uh, to those firefighters they need it. And, and probably the young people is the one approaching you and the old, old guys are the ones getting you the bad look. I'm Sometimes. Pretty sure that's the... it's, you know what's crazy, man, is is that's how it started, right? Like it was all the young guys going like, oh yeah, this is great. And all the older guys are thinking this is weed and they don't want anything to do with it. But the last year, it flipped. And um, the our demographic is the older guys. Really? Yeah, because... Um, all of the sleep issues and all of the pain from being on the job for a long time starts to show up later. Yeah. So if you're a rookie, your sleep hasn't been ruined yet. I mean, maybe it has, but odds are that it's not going to start getting bad until you have a few years on, you know? So a lot of guys that have the sleep issues and the torn rotator cuffs and the bad knees and all this stuff, they come to me, you know, because they're like, Hey, look, man, I've never tried CBD before. I don't know what this stuff is, but, um, my shoulder's bad and I still want to work for another five years. So I don't want to be on pain medication for five years. What, what do you got? You know, like what, what can we do with this? Those are the guys that, um, are starting to realize maybe before they were very hesitant to it. And now they go to the doctor and they're like, would you like surgery, disability, pain medicine, there's no, you know, for us, there's yeah. not that many options. You know what I'm saying? That's true. If I worked at a desk, sure. But guys like riding on the truck, I want to ride the truck until I retire. You know, I don't want to work in an administrative position for my whole career. Um, yeah. And if you want that, you have to take care of your body, you know, yeah. and the job beats you up. So it it is really interesting. It did start to flip, which it's kind of cool to think about because you're like, that to me said, we're changing for the better. We understand yes. the um, the <laughs> benefits, and it it's 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 very different. It's kind of cool. It's really yeah, cool. And it makes sense now that you talk about it. It makes sense. Those guys are five years before retirement, one year before retirement. They they don't want to do. They don't want to get injured, and Damn they're it. probably in pain most of the day. And I feel I've been in the service for ten years, and my sleep is all messed up. Yeah. And and and. I, yeah, it may completely send those guys say, hey, I don't want to go to surgery because then you get, like you said, you you bit uh, medical leave. And you don't mm-hmm. want to do it because you ruin retirement, ruin whatever. You don't want to get a surgery. 
because then yeah. you delay everything. So this is one, at least you give it an, an option. Yeah. And yeah. the rookie guys, they don't know better yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They, they luckily, you know, when you're young, um, you, you don't realize all the trucking. damage you're doing. Yeah. Everyone wants oh, yeah. to be a trucker. Everybody wants to be a hero. Um, you know, nobody's yes. afraid of staying up all night. Nobody's afraid of injuries. Uh, yes. and they, they sneak up on you. And, you know, I, uh, that, that's an, speaking of battles, that's another battle. When I try to talk about this and I, I know you've had this many times because you talk about mental health, but if you try to talk to people about what the job does to you, as far as your sleep, your mental health or anything else, and then you say, I'm, I'm going to try to make it better. A lot of people respond and say, if you can't handle it, quit. Yes. You're like, brother, that's not what I'm trying to say. I'm <laughs> trying to say that I like staying busy. I like working. I like being on calls, but I want to make it 30 plus years. Exactly. There's nothing wrong with trying to work hard at the job and also taking care of yourself. There's nothing wrong with that, you know? And I think it gets twisted. Guys think like, I'm trying to say, I don't want to be up after midnight. I'm like, check, check your tone. Like, you don't know who you're talking to. I work, I like working on busy trucks. You know, yeah. I, 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 it's funny because I think, I don't even want to try to unpack the psychology of this, but I think people <laughs> might feel um, like they're worried about what may come of this or that you're attacking them or something. You know what I mean? Yes. And they like start lashing out and you're like, dude, relax. This isn't personal. I'm, I'm only saying if you're going to work on a busy truck for your whole career, you be think smart. you're going to be able to do that for 30 years and not have your body break down? So do you want to live after retirement? Do you want to make, like, I want to work on a busy truck for 30 years. I want to be able to go to fires and not have to worry about my shoulder ripping off, you know? Yeah, all my, all or, my hips and my knees. Uh, yeah, my dying neck of cancer and... when I'm 60 because I didn't get one ounce of sleep my whole career, you know? Like, exactly. You can help, like, work hard when you're on duty. Work all night after midnight if you want. Do all that stuff. When you get home, take care of yourself, you know? Yes. That's all I'm saying. And uh, that's the one that I really want to break down, that I really want to stop, is, like, people going, I'll sleep when I'm dead. Stop being a wuss. If you can't oh, yeah. hack it, quit. I'm like, oh, so there's no the... Idea. And that's all generations. That's not yes. just the young guys or the old guys. That's everybody. Um, so yeah, yes. that's the one that really freaking bothers me. That's it's, the one I want to stop. Yeah, I had the same problem with people talking about mental health. They tell me them, I can do the job or what? You should retire. You're not shrink. You should <laughs> like Jesus. I'm just trying to tell you. Well, you got options, right? <laughs> you right. got options. Yeah, Look, options. If, if you need, if you need a break because it's a lot of stress and you're nauseous in the fire department. It, outside your family anything yeah. could happen right. just take a break take one day off i mean mm -hmm. do something you don't have to go to a mental health coach i mean you i would like to you to go but if you don't have sure. to go work out go go fishing go do something it's just yeah. just just take away your mind out of the situation and i have so many people just like it's like hitting a wall yeah because i think it's the pride one the culture that mm -hmm. we we don't need help we we the people to give help and I think that's the big one is the pride of the ego. Like, whoa, you tell me and I'm the alpha, beta, delta, macho guy. Like, yeah, I get it, bro. <laughs> exactly. You Navy SEAL, hands yes. for you. But even Navy SEALs have to go to rehab and they have to like, take care of yeah. themselves. They have to go to the beach and relax. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Navy SEALs take time off, man. We have a guy on my department that was a former SEAL. You know, he's a captain oh. and he'll tell you all about it. He's the first person to tell you. He's like, you can only do it for so long. You know, yeah. something's got to give either you're going to take time off or your mind or your body will break, you know, and, and, uh, there, there is a balance. I don't care who you are. I don't care what you do. Mm -hmm. Um, it's just, it's just physiology. Your, your brain will not handle, yeah. you, you know, what's crazy. You, you will die of lack of sleep. Um, almost as fast you'll die of lack of water. You know, if you stopped yeah. sleeping and, uh, you stopped drinking water. You know, those two, those two things, you can only live X amount of days. I don't remember what it is. It's, so it's less than a week, but you know, if you, yes. if you have about, if you have about a week of no sleep, you'll die. If you have, you know, you could stop eating. We had a, we have a guy that works in my department. He fasts for a month. At oh. a time. I don't know how he does it. Um, I, I can't. 
you know, he like supplements with minerals and vitamins and stuff, but um, he'll fast for 30 days, you know, for religious oh. purposes. And after like the second week, he's like, yeah, I'm just used to it now, man. He's like, it's all good. And uh, uh, that's, that's food. You'd think that's so critical. Yeah. Your body can sustain itself on, on your reserves and all this stuff with no food. But if you mm -hmm. don't sleep, you won't make it 30 days, you know, like that's no. how critical this stuff is. But we don't look at it like that. We and it's all tied to mental health as well. You know, there's no mental health uh, diagnosed issue in DSM that doesn't have sleep as a contributing factor. It's yeah, all related. It's, so, yeah, that's why like the sleep one is really important to me. And I, I'm like, I know we work all night after midnight. I'm not saying I'm not saying that you can't tough yeah. it out. I'm saying like, get your sleep fixed when you get home. So, yeah. Um, what's your, what are you, you guys work at 2448? No, Kelly? Yeah, we 2448 with Kelly. It's not like you guys, 2472. Yeah. We yes. <laughs> we, we tried to go to your system and, uh, well, you've seen the news. So, <laughs> yeah. 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 Lots of, uh, lots. Politics. And I think you guys are around the same size as you have like 200, 200 guys, 250 guys, something like that. Uh, probably because we got four stations and we got at least on shift, I think 35 people. Right. Okay. Per shift. So kind of roughly, yeah. and we're trying to hire more people. Uh, we're in the process to, I think December or January. I don't gotcha. know because I'm not work for that, but, uh, I do, yeah. do, I do work for the training department. That's my overtime. So, um, uh, nice. yeah, I will see those guys over there in some point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it, uh. It, it, it ends up being it ends up being a lot. You know, when you when you have a when you have a Kelly, it's like you can recover a little bit, but Oh my god, it's you difference. know when when you have several nights in a row of of, uh, of bad if if you have one shift where you have bad sleep, um you need several days to, to correct to recover. To recover. Oh, yeah. So the twenty four forty eight, even the twenty four seventy two, it's it's good. Uh, the 72 is good, but it's, it's not, it's still not enough. And, uh, the Kelly is pretty good, but like you said, that's why you have to have breaks. You know, you have to have yeah. time during the, um, during the year where you can take a couple of weeks or a few weeks yeah, just you know, and, and have time off. Maybe you go to Poland, you know, <laughs> hang out. <laughs> some vodka, some potato-based vodka. Did, when you were over there, did you, did you have like an actual vacation or were you, were you oh, like no. running around? Like you, you had a podcast going, you were working. I was working. I was teaching uh, RIT because they have that concept is foreign outside the U.S. Really? Yes. I, huh. I, I, before I travel to Europe, I went to Spain, Portugal, and you know, like every fireman, I want to go to fire station. Let me meet people. Yeah. Yay. Oh, yeah. And I ask because that's what my passion is RIT and survival and all that crap. And cool. And uh, I asked the guy, I said, well, you know, RIT, like, what is that? I went to England. And I asked, hey, you know what is red? Like, no, we just don't do interior attack or we just let people die inside. And That's like, right. They uh, don't okay, really do so interior, yeah. Yeah, so I'm like, you, so you guys don't go and, and if something happened, have a group of people, somebody to help the guy, the fireman down. Nope. If you're next to him, great. If not, we'll start bringing the uh, pipes and drums, guys, and start playing music <sighs> and shit. Jeez. Oh, it's, it's rough. So yeah, crazy. in Poland, they start a movement of red. I don't know how or why, and I connect to the guy, and I was able to go there, collaborate with their with their team, and somehow, some way, I I was uh, invited to do like a, a talk. I'm like, yeah, sure, I'll do a talk. I'm thinking about go to a fire station, group of guys, whatever. No, I'm going to the commander in chief uh, fire fire talk, the 10th anniversary uh, conference, which is <laughs> huge Jesus. in Poland. Yeah, okay. because, uh, yeah, I, bro, I, I didn't know what was inside. Well, wow. the, yeah, the, the funny thing is in Poland, the firefighter service is like a military. It's one guy, chief of the whole country. Okay. And then they spread, you know, like a military, captains, commanders, whatever. So yeah. it's good if you want to make a change because all you have to say one thing and the next day will be done. But if, but they, sometimes it can take years to make any change because it depends on only one guy in the whole country. Yeah. So uh, that guy was on the conference. Wow. That's yeah. Amazing. So, yeah. So uh, I, I uh, did my best to represent us because, you know, American firefighter for them is like, oh, my God, you guys are cowboys. You guys are wild. 
you guys doing a roof ops you guys yeah that's that's right right that's, yeah, that's what we're we do crazy. oh you guys wearing the funny hats like no that's actually a real helmet you guys wearing a motorcycle helmet yeah we had the we had the original we had the first one yeah and i was i was funny because i was able to actually try their outfit and their bunker gear what'd you think oh uh, the bunker gear i'll keep ours i don't mind care what they say mm. the helmets Oh, I start it for what they have is great, but for like covers your ears. Start from there. You have no audio. You cannot hear shit around you. Ooh, it's bad. Yeah, it's lighter. It's more comfortable and protects you more for PPE purpose and safety. I'll give it. I'll give it to them because it protects your neck and all that and is enclosed. But for actually doing the job. I think our helmet style is well, maybe because I'm used to it, but it's more uh, how you said more uh, related to our job. It still protect us, but like I told the guys over there, if they got a real situation need to go through a hole, they have to remove the helmet and the mask because it won't fit. Yeah, that's a big no-no for us. I'm already out. I take my helmets all day, but not my mask. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm already out. That's oh yeah, that's right. It's yes, integrated. It's, yeah, yeah. So mask integrated. time is probably fast, but if you ever have to take off your for helmet, us. no, for us, yeah. mask is is faster than them because really? on the back of the mask uh, they use MSA and dragger uh-huh. instead of being net is leather or plastic. <laughs> so they show me like you guys, yeah, and the SCBA are from like one generation before whatever we have here. So the old MSA, the old Dragger, the old Scott, they don't have a, a rapid Rikuai connection. They don't have it on the pack. They only have the body oh, breathing. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. They only can yeah. change the mask or the regulator. That's it. Damn. And in Poland, yeah, they're not allowed dangerous. to use body breathing. Oh, it's in Poland, they're not allowed to use body breathing system. Because at some point, somebody got caught, they melted, somebody died. So they're forbidding them to do body breathing system. So you basically can do this, just swap. It's a whole system. In, in, uh, and I, like I told them, I'm not here to tell you what to do. I'm just showing you. There's another way. There's a, it's, a, it's, an, it's a tool for you guys if something happened. And I try to mold the class to their needs, to whatever they have. That's, that's probably the best way to do it. Yeah, like change you know come slowly and and also it's not dangerous but it's 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 very difficult to go to somebody and you know especially a whole country that's been doing for so long yeah especially yeah the guy's like and i have a translator so on the on the conference every three sentences i have to wait until the translator in polish Uh and then back to so it took away the flow of the so so it's like your flow away kind Mm -hmm. of you have to wait it's interesting i and i know I know a lot of people in Poland do speak English pretty well, but I imagine that it's, uh, yeah, if it's you're speaking to a huge Polish. audience, you don't know. Yeah. I, I don't know. So they, they, that right. to me, so the cool thing, I put all my presentation uh, in Polish. So they, they like that. And uh, we'll see. How'd you do we'll that? See. You had like paid somebody to translate or? Uh, Google Translate, bro. And hope for the best. <laughs> you're like, hey, fair warning. Uh, this was That's done by a robot. I don't know how well it is. Okay. Hey, ChatGPT is amazing. So hopefully nothing, <laughs> if it's look kind of weird is I try my best, but I, at least I got in Polish and, uh, <laughs> it's awesome. they're, they're, yeah, it is. They're like a family. They treat me like a family. There are strong community, strong people. They, they will never give cool. up and they're open to a lot of things. It's just, it's just like, in like your example, you can go there and, and talk about it. Yeah, they're open about it, and and I might talk to the guy who is the leader on cancer prevention. Maybe you got a chance at next conference because I didn't know I was in the conference until the day off. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Please. Like I, I thought it was a talk, and and then oh you're in a conference. This is your name. Like oh shit. Oh, okay. Uh, let's let's swing it. See what happens. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I, I'm I'm trying to advocate for a lot more research. I think right now. The one we're trying to do right now is a study to show CBD does not cause a failed drug test in firefighters. That's the most important one. Ooh, safety. That's a big one. Um, yes. CBD, if you make it properly anyway, because there's, CBD, yeah, yes. you know, what they, there, there's a type of CBD called full spectrum. And that's um, basically when you take the hemp plant and you extract it, you don't remove 
anything out of it. You leave all of the THC in there that naturally oh. comes in there. You leave all of the the waxes and oils and everything else that comes out of the plant. And it's it's uh because of that, it has a little bit of THC in there and it will make you fail a drug test. So there is a type of hmm. CBD called full spectrum that still has THC in it and that'll make you fail a drug test. We have we isolate the CBD from it. So we take everything else out except CBD and we we add that and we add another cannabinoid CBG, you know, in, in one of our stuff. Yes. Um we have a sleep formula that we put a lot of those other waxes in like the in the oils that that make you feel tired. So the sleep one is called out of service. Uh we only use that off duty, you know, because if you take yeah, it, yes. it'll make you feel tired. So you don't want to take service. it when you're gonna go to work. <laughs> yeah, because you'd be out of service. That's the idea. Exactly. Um so that's awesome. We, yeah, we 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 do have uh, we do have that first study coming up and then I want to start working on studies that show what CBD does to your sleep, what it does to inflammation. Um, because, yeah. you know, to research, there, there is some preliminary research about CBD and cancer, um, that it is potentially an anti-cancer agent, that it's an anti-tumor agent, which is great, but that research needs that, that, that needs millions of dollars, millions of dollars. And it, it's going to take years and years and years. 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 Um, you know, I want to impact firefighters directly. And I think our, our problem with cancer is a very complex one in the fire service. And I it know is. that sleep is a big part of it. So whenever we talk about cancer in the fire service and, and CB, where CBD has a role, I don't like to try to say like, it's an anti-cancer thing. I just say, look, man, it's going to, it's going to help your sleep. Which ultimately, if if you're getting better sleep, that's when um, your body starts to repair itself against cancer. Um, all of the cancer cells that are made are corrected yeah. and repaired and drained and and uh, um, fixed while you're sleeping during REM and not, you know, REM and non-REM. Not when you're, you know, um, yeah, taking I, cancer medication. You know, so exactly. I, I want to try to approach it from that side, and I think like people would. Um, get on board with that instead of somebody trying to anytime somebody takes like a, a supplement and makes a claim that it's like it's beats cancer you know oh. it's it, it that that's a that's a tricky word both for you know legal purposes for pharmaceutical companies wanting in and and for you know trust in the brand so i just like to say yeah. i like to pursue the sleep side i, I like your approach to that uh, attacking the overall problem could be cancer, but I like the approach of going through sleep pattern and uh, inflammation. That's the big ones for us in the fire mm -hmm. service. I think the sleep one is, is number one to me. Yeah. More than anything else, because, uh, well, you know, being in the truck uh, 24 hours and you got 20 calls and then go to home and then you hate the world. Yeah. It can yeah. prevent a lot of mental health issues with your wife, yeah. with your family. Uh, a lot of, you can prevent a lot of alcohol consumption too. Mm -hmm. uh, hopefully yeah, drugs. Absolutely. so I, I think that's that's a great approach to that and I hopefully uh, politics doesn't get too much involved and you can actually go through that barrier and, and jump that roadblock yeah. because is I know that I the IFF is suing NFPA for something cancer related I don't remember yes uh, yeah they um, the manufacturer of our of our gear uh, yeah. have PFAS in it, the forever mm -hmm. chemicals that are linked to cancer. And, um, the issue is that they believe that there is a conspiracy. They, they use the word conspiracy, uh, oh. that 3M and DuPont, the people who make our gear, um, have been making it knowing that this PFAS was in there and hiding it from us. So, um, the NFPA is supposed to set the standards to protect us from these things, and they were actually enabling these companies to be able to do it. So the yeah, it's it'll be the biggest tort lawsuit in U.S. history. Yes. Um, so it's gonna yeah, it's gonna take years to do that. But it'll take years. It's they have to prove that there there is PFAS in the gear, which they have proved that it's in there, and they have to prove that it gets into our skin. Um, because right now, you know. The Teflon in your pan, your nonstick pan, is pure PFAS, but yes. it doesn't get into your food unless you scratch it. You know, so it's exactly. like they always they always look at it like, oh well, you know, it's it's in everything, it's fine. But um, the medical director for the IFF, Danny Wu, who's a South Floridian, he was a former Dade County fireman for a long time. 
and became a doctor. He's the he's now the medical director of the IFF. He's he's moving forward pretty hard with the PFAS and the gear, and he's pushing a lot of research. And that guy's working really, really, really hard to show and find out if there is a link for cancer that we stop it uh, and that we find treatment very, very rapidly and and get funding very, very rapidly for the guys yeah. that have it. So we're we got to be very thankful that guy's on our team, man. He's, yes. he's awesome. Yes. I've spoken with him before. And uh, and uh, for, for what I hear and what I know a little bit, um, they got a good case, the IFF. So there's oh, yeah. a chance, and actually they win, and it will completely change the way the manufacturer equipment, uh, uniforms, right. uh, take care of ourselves. Um, right. Yeah, it's it's a lot of going, things going on with cancer, and like like I think I mentioned it that in Europe that's big. The the cancer prevention is huge for firefighters in Europe, and it's good uh, for them. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's great. That's why they got the. I don't think I mentioned it yet on the podcast, but in in Europe they use medical glove, and then you put the fire glove to protect you for extra protection. They their bunker gear is different. I don't know how. I think it's in materials, mm-hmm. but it's thinner. You don't feel bulky. Yeah. So the layers are easy to watch. Uh, they don't. When they do live fire, they wait a week kind of to go back to the same to do the practice again, just because the residuals of the smoke and the chemicals. So wow. they're really trying to avoid any type of contamination uh, or yeah. any source of cancer for them. So the, I give you props to them on that aspect of cancer prevention. There, And in Poland, I guess the tip of the spear over there, because it's a group that's fighting for. It's called the CFBT Poland. And those guys are, are going to Belgium, to the UE, to the um, European Union congress and having meetings to change the way they do over the, change even more so there's a movement in the world it just takes time and, and money and effort yeah it'll take a lot of time and i i don't know uh if you guys changed your gear we changed our gear immediately um it was like within a year of that thing starting to come out um that we went to uh, morning pride we went to morning pride and um uh, there's two gear manufacturers. I think it's like Chainsville. Um, I don't remember what the other one is, but Morning Pride and this other gear manufacturer have the least amount of PFAS. Every gear manufacturer has PFAS, but these two have the lowest the amount, at okay. least in the US. I don't know about European gear, but yeah, these have either. the lowest amount of of um, PFAS in them. So we we changed out all of our gear to that. And uh, I believe there's still PFAS in the in the shell. Um, and if there is in the inner liner, it's a lot less. There might not be any. I can't remember. But uh, that that was one thing that, you know, fortunately, if you're in a smaller department, you know, like you, you or can, I, medium-sized yeah. department, I should say, not small, but medium-sized department like you or I, we can probably get that done a little faster. You know, if you work yeah. for FDNY, they got to change out 12,000 sets of fire gear. Oh my God. Um, yeah, the whole city, you know, it's yeah, good luck. It's, or yeah. like orange County or like, uh, uh, Miami right. Dade or right. Hillsborough or Tampa. They're Jackson, huge, massive. Yeah, huge oh, Jackson is massive. Um, yeah. How do you, how do you just like, you know, swing yes. the ax and just get, you know, everything done in one, in one hit. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. it's kind of crazy. Um, but it, the fact that, you know, there are places that say, Hey, PFAS is a problem. Let's, let's work on it quick. And, um, the gear manufacturers that, that are, that are adapting to it. I mean, I know they're making a lot of money obviously, but they, yes. they still are, are doing it. You know what I mean? We have to be thankful. They're, uh, they're, they're, they're working three shifts a day. You know, they got people working overnight to crank this stuff out so we can buy it because the reason we didn't go with that other manufacturer, I believe is because they wanted two years to, to make, you know, the, the 250 sets of gear that we needed. So wow. these, um, morning pride was like, oh yeah, we'll crank this thing out right now. You can have it to you in six or eight, eight months. So we went with them immediately. But um, that's that's one thing that I guess is the short term is like change your gear out. You know, yeah. obviously the other stuff is I'm all for training in gear. I believe we should be training in gear. Um, you know, I, yes. I think we should just think about how we're doing it. You know, if you're just wearing your gear to go for a run, you know, I'm like, I don't know, man. Um, maybe maybe if you're if you're working out at the tower or you know you want to do something functional in your gear 
by all means. And I still do it. Obviously, you know, I still have to be able to do the job. I need, oh, yeah. I can't, I can't do the job if I don't train in my gear, but guys that are going to go do deadlifts or barbell curls in your gear. And I'm like, you know, you, do you have to do it? You know, and I, you can make the argument either way. I, I get it. You know, you want to be able to be functional in your gear, but I like to do functional fireman shit in my gear. And I like to do my workouts in my PT gear, you know, my, my just, yeah, you want to be less exposed to the gear or just get a gear just for workout. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Or, or, uh, you know, or that just too. after you work out, like I less, do, I, I right. got my wipes and I literally have a, a, yeah. a white bath outside and then get my shower, but at least yeah. get, do something about it. Don't just, just beat that guy that you, you, you said it from now I get cancer. You said an important one. I, the, the fire wipes. Um, yeah, th those are really good for, they're proven to work. Um, shout out to Tara. She actually has a, a deal with Firewives as well. Um, from Flame Natural Decon. Yes, yes. I met her at FDIC. Too. And she, um, she has t she had testing done on her soap to show what uh, carcinogens were were removed versus just regular soap and water. So when they tell you like take a shower, you know, shower within the hour, right after a fire yeah. or training, um, they show like if you're just in there using whatever freaking Dawn dish detergent soap you're putting on your body, you know, it's not, it's not removing all the carcinogens because carcinogens have to bind to something to, to, yeah. to be pulled out. And there's all different sizes of carcinogens. So her soap is pretty cool. I don't have, um, like financial tie to her or anything, but I met her at FDIC and she became a friend of mine after I learned all the awesome stuff she's doing. Her brother's on the job in San Diego and a bunch of their oh. guys have cancer a lot. So she was trying to do something she went down this whole that. rabbit hole of soap making and she, her the activated charcoal soap that she's got has every important size of charcoal. So it can remove the entire, um, wow. the entire range of carcinogens. So it can pull out CO, it can pull out, um, you know, benzene and, and all this other yes. stuff that gets stuck on your skin that just, you know, if you just get regular activated charcoal and rub it on there, it's not even as good as this stuff because that's just one size of charcoal. She has, uh, the full range of sizes, which um, is important. So like if you see on her social media and stuff, when she's always putting like size matters, like she's talking about like all the different sizes of charcoal, charcoal that she's got in the soap. Um, but yeah, it's, it's legit. So I always had this problem, like after a fire, my radio would always smell like smoke. Yes. You know, and like it's sitting right by your face, man. And you're like, what do I do with this thing? So I actually took, uh, a, um, she sells it in a bottle and she sells like the bar soap. So I took a bottle and I poured a little bit on a paper towel and wet it and just kind of like got it lathered up. It. And I would wipe the, the, you know, the slats in the radio, the little lines in there. And I would just rub it and then try to, you know, clean it off like that. Pulled the smell right out. And if you oh, can wow. smell smoke, you, there are carcinogens off gassing. So with, with parts of your gear too, you know, that's one other thing. Your SCBA, your, your radio strap. Your you know, helmet. Your, your helmet. I love leather. I'm, I'm a leather guy. I get it. But your leather strap is holding in all that stuff. So either yeah. find a better way to decon it or get one of those straps like from SGT, you know, like you can throw yeah, in the Yeah, the washer. cheap ones that you, yeah, you can put in the washer yeah, and man. clean it up. It's the same way you got a wildfire. I mean, uh, we don't use a CBA. We don't use protection. We just go and uh, do some uh, slave work doing trenches in the... <laughs> yeah, high, high, I and you it smell. high speed gardening in the smoke. Oh, <laughs> yes. And then you spit, in, you spit in charcoal from your nose for the next three days. It's fine, bro. It's just class A. It's just it's yeah, just yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's just it's, it's, you're <laughs> cool, man. It's just, no, bro. Yeah, it's, my face is black. Like, right. Yeah. It's yes. still it's still carcinogen. It's still smoke, man. Yeah. yeah. There's still you, CO. You cough, in there. you're coughing still... black, literally black right. stuff out of your nose. Right. And like this is not normal. I shouldn't have these three days yes. after. Right. The only stuff that's supposed to be in your lungs is air, clean air. Yes. You know, not. You know, if, it, if it's if it's got particulate, it's it ain't supposed to be in there. Yeah. So yeah, I know I know a product too. Um, I guess I'll get a free sponsorship here, but uh, the guy created a filter that goes into your neck with a mask on it. It looks like a non-rebreather kind of with a little filter in the back. Oh, and really? It's great for wildland fire. Is I guess getting big in Europe, and uh, you can work up to twelve hours with that crap on. And 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 it's it's like the big um, you know the hazmat suit with the, with the with the filter on the back in your hip, yeah, yeah, the 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 the, 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 the pap, pap, what do I call that? The papper, yeah, the papper. I'm hazmat taker. Yeah. Somebody closed, will kill me tomorrow. The closed circuit. But, yeah, I'm not hazmat, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I, I'm hazmat. I forgot the name, but anyway, yeah. um, they make that just 
small enough to go in the back of your neck. Damn, that's cool. Yes, and and it covers your mouth and nose, so you can be all day on the on the wildfire without smelling like charcoal for the next three days, which is great. You want to protect your airway because people don't think about it on no. the wildfire. No, no it's way. Just, they just throw you a helmet and a and a, sho- and a shovel. Right, right. And your potato potato uh, wrap blanket, just in case. Yeah, yeah. The easy bake. Yep, exactly. Yeah, the easy bake. Exactly. Oh god. Kind of wild. Yes, they don't have that in Europe, by the way. I I I ask a lot of questions. They don't. They don't. Do they do, they wild, they and, do a lot of wildfires? Yes, but they send somebody else. It's it's not part of the fire okay. department. It's part of somebody okay. else. The same with technical rescue. Yeah, they do technical rescue, but it's not part of the fire department. It's weird. At least in Poland, it's, it's weird. Interesting. But for them, it works. Like, they don't have a truck, company, squad. No, they just, they all do the same. They, if you're a fireman, you do all that. Like, old school fireman. Kind of. Yeah. yeah. But uh, they they don't have a, a rope team or, 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 or trucky. No, they just you jump on the ladder and that's you. With the ladder, is like this size. And it weights. Yeah. 300 pounds. It's this horrible yeah. ladder system. And, and. I told him in the conference that I hate your ladder, guys. It's not, oh, it's not functional. It is not I, yeah. functional. It's, have you seen yeah. them? I have. They got, um, yep. They need yeah, I went to Germany. to carry the ladder. Yeah. With yep. the sticks on the sides and the wheels and some crazy, uh, I don't know. Good yeah. for them. Yeah, it's it's weird. It's like a Home Depot ladder. It's weird. Um, it's, yeah, I, I went to Germany. <laughs> I saw theirs. Uh, they're probably very similar, but I remember looking at it being like, this, what is this thing? You know? Yes. Weird looking. And, and they don't yeah, use ladders. They don't. They don't use under tactics. They don't think about ladders because it's so heavy, mm-hmm. it's so uncomfortable to take it out of the truck. That they don't. That's not part of the tactics. I mean, eagers yeah. on a ladder. It's Which for why. them, I mean, they don't go interior much, right? Yeah. So, so why? But yeah. They're, they're, I, I, I don't. I don't. I don't know how much. I don't know how and why it got so different between continents. You know. So like. I don't know. Um, so like South America, Chile, I know they have a very aggressive fire service and that whole country from what I understand is, is volunteer. Yes. Um, which is wild because if you, you know, I'm sure you see the videos on Instagram, like the Chilean fire service, like these guys get serious fires and they're all interior. Yeah. And they have like American style gear. Yes. You know, the same with Costa Rica. Is it? Okay. Yeah. But you look at it and you're like, this isn't that's not America and they have like American tactics. I don't know. You know, it's, it's very, it's, it's funny it's the weird. way some places just make it a part of their culture. Um, and some don't, you know, like I don't know anything about the Mexican fire service. I know the Canadian fire service is basically the exact same as the U S yeah. fire service. It's probably because of the IFF, yeah. but you know, we don't have an affiliation with Chile or from what you're saying, Costa Rica is the same way. We don't have an affiliation with them. They're not a part of our union, but they have like very similar tactics. Whereas, you know, our, our, uh, our brothers over there across the pond, they're, they're not, you know, they don't, they don't do anything different. like that. Yeah. And, and, and um, it's weird. It's, but I think Australia is very much like us. Australia has um, like very similar tactics. I, th- I think so. I think so. The tactics, well, two firemen die uh, in April because they have no mm-hmm. red team. Damn. They couldn't in get Australia. out of the, in Australia, they don't, yeah, Australia. Jeez. They couldn't do a uh, egress, uh, emergency exit from the window. They, they just literally stuck there. Wow. Ran out of air. Yeah, that's crazy. It, it, it's first crazy. world country. And, yep, and they don't have it. Well, they have a red team in Colombia. They don't have anything okay. else, but they have a red team. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I'm from Venezuela originally. That's why I okay. got a sexy accent. Yes. So uh, over there, we work seven days, twenty four hours, and two uh-huh. weeks off. Holy shit! Seven days yes. in a row. Seven days in a row. Yes. And then you take two weeks off. That's, yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's driving guys insane. gotta be, guys gotta be dropping dead at 50. That's crazy. Yeah. And the funny part is that you share your SCBA to the other person. You don't have oh, enough SCBA. No. So you go interior, you're okay, buddy, your turn. And then you go inside and they don't yeah. use it for car fires. That's, that's a, yeah, wow. that's a benefit. If you got a SCBA extra. That's sad. Yeah. I know Colombia has a lot of financial issues, so I'm sure it's mostly because yeah. of that, but it's, uh, it makes you very uh, grateful to work and and live in a place like the U.S. You know what I mean? Oh my God! We're, yes. we're lucky. We 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 hit the lotto when we when we were uh, when we were uh, living here. Seriously. Yes. 
No, yeah. And, and that, the more I travel, the more I realize that I'm lucky that I'm here and I'm working at fire service here. Regardless yeah. how cowboy the people think we are outside the U.S., I'll take it. I'm lucky I'm doing the job here. <laughs> That's I don't right. care. Sometimes a little cowboy is good, you know? Put country music on the background and go fight the fire. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that is funny. I, I always wonder about that, the perception, you know, like what other people, they think we're all like oh, right we're wild. Doing that. Yeah. We are the wild boys in the world. That's yeah. that's our perception outside the U.S. That, that's right. I'll take it. That's good. Yeah, me too. I, I, sure. Bring it. <laughs> but yeah, bro, it's, it's, it is awesome. And uh, I love your work. I love the fact that you are one of the guys in the front lines just pushing the CBD to help our mental health our physical, even nutrition too, because you can actually improve uh, your nutrition with CBD in some point or is help. Yeah, and absolutely. I really appreciate your work. It's, it's, uh, it's, I know it's probably hard and long, but you're working on it. At least you're trying. I'm working. Yeah. Any Anything anything that's worth doing is difficult, you know, so it's worth it. Yeah. Absolutely. The same way with mental health. I'm the same. It, I'm just working on it somebody somebody will hear us somebody will oh let's they do are, something yeah. about it it's working it absolutely is working you know look at the numbers um things will things but things usually start to get worse before they get better you know what i mean so yes we have this big swing back towards positive mental health because it's been such a problem and that's what causes the attention so keep at it man Trying, try my best. I'm trying to talk to people around. I talked to a psychologist in Panhandle. She's an expert in first responders which i didn't oh, know you nice. can yeah so uh, uh, she said the same thing, like, just, just let's all keep at least keep it. make it exposed to people, to CBD, to mental health, to cancer prevention. I think it's, it's a great, a podcast is a great way to do it. Absolutely. It's, yeah, man. Yeah. So if you don't mind, people want to reach you, want to see your products, want to anything, what is the best contact for you so people to uh, reach two, you? Yeah, contact? there's two ways to get it. Hold me really quick. Um, we can do uh, email. So it's John, J-O-N, at Rescue1CBD, and it's the number one, not, uh, not O-N-E. So John at Rescue1CBD.com. Um, Instagram, message on Instagram, um, myself or somebody from my team is always monitoring it. So a lot of times um, if I see that it's a message for me, I'll just answer it right away. Uh, so if you guys message me on Instagram, I, I can get back to you as well, you know, almost like a quick true that, so. that. I'm, I'm a witness of that true that. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You know, and it's a good way to connect with people, you know, yeah. people are always on there. So even if it's just a question, you know, or you want to say what's up, um, there, but I love to talk. Perfect. And uh, before we, we, we wrap up this conversation, uh, what will be an advice so you can give to the new new fireman rookie and to the guys about to retire with CBD or whatever you want to say in the fire service. Oh, the rookies, man. I There's so much advice. I have to try to uh, uh, keep it short. But um, the one thing I always tell rookies is don't ever forget how excited you were the day you first started. Um, you know, because the passion that you have when you first start is so important to keep. It reminds you of why you do it. And on those calls after midnight, or maybe, you know, your contract is bad, or you guys haven't gotten raises, or things are getting tough. So just remember why you started doing it. And that, um, that that passion will, will, will keep you going for a long time. Um, otherwise, the burnout will take over. And oh, yeah. if, Might as well, the burnout I is more, yeah, yeah, that's, Do something that's else. and then um, the uh, for the older guys, you know, I always like to say um, that the impact they have on the rest of the fire department is, uh, is, is they, they may not even know how much impact they have on the rest of the fire department. So always try to set the good example of, of towards the end of your career, because I'm in the middle of my career and I look to those older guys and I like to say, um, I'm looking at them like on how I'm supposed to be. I want them to be my, my mentors. So before, as you're starting to get towards the end of your career, you know, make sure you're still leaving with uh, a, a, a way of making the department better and just to, to leave the place better than you found it. Nice. That's a nice, actually good advice. And who you recommend to talk to me on the podcast about mental health and all this stuff? Who you recommend? Who you oh, think? man. Have, have you ever talked to um, – I got a few guys. Um, have you ever talked to um, Blake Stinnett? He runs oh, yeah. the organization Next Wrong. Um, Next Wrong is an amazing service and, and program. It's a nonprofit that 
is for firefighters to contact in a case of a crisis. And it's, it's uh-huh. a, a text and call line. And Blake is a firefighter in Georgia, just outside of Atlanta. And he uh, has volunteers that are all firefighters no across way. all the time zones in America. So at any time, if you text or call, somebody will pick up. Wow. Um, it's amazing. And they run only on donations. Uh, it's a nonprofit. But they're on Instagram, next rung, like a ladder, like the rungs on okay. ladder, next rung. I'll look them up. Uh, they've been getting a lot of traction. They have a, they have a very big following on Instagram. Um, uh, and Blake is uh, just one of the nicest people you'll ever meet. And he, he loves coming on podcasts to talk about mental health stuff. But he's a uh, he's he's a big advocate, and he's helped thousands of firefighters. I man, I mean, he's done he's done a lot of really good work. He's a great awesome. person to talk to. Awesome. I'm going to send I'll, you his look, contact. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. I'll look forward for that, and uh, yeah, we'll got him on the podcast eventually. And and that's a great actually. I didn't I didn't know them about that. It's like the red line concept for firefighter down kind of right you know kind of implemented if something right. happened you get like a full plan for your family and contacts yeah. and that's that's yeah. awesome that's that's what we need and come from us yeah. it's not to come from administration or a big company to actually yeah not a happen. lot of places have good eap or have a therapist no. that they can go to um so it's nice because you know they're on the job they can relate and he vets all these relate. people he makes sure that they are clinicians or their you know or peer support counselors or yeah. you know they've all been trained up nice well thank you so much john i appreciate it to be in the program um it is, it's been a pleasure hopefully we can do it again but i'm going to boca raton you can come here whatever at least we're in the same yeah, uh, state <laughs> absolutely <laughs> Make it easy for me yeah, uh, instead of going it, to it nine hours of a plane <laughs> yeah yeah man absolutely armando yeah, thank, thank you, you so st- much man it's been wonderful Anytime, bro. I will send you all the stuff when uh, the podcast come out. And thank you so cool. much for being here. And uh, everybody to listen, thank you for all the countries. And I'll see you next episode. Bye, guys.